are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Spurs and the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio and Fox39SanAntonio.com. Glad to have you back. And um, it's a new day, which means another day closer to the NBA draft. And look, that's what everybody is thinking about right now, especially in the Spurs fan base. Who are the Spurs going to select? What are they going to do? They can stand pat, move up, move down. Are they going to do anything? And we're going to break it down as best we can on this episode. Uh, We're going to be discussing what to make of this recent LaMarcus Aldridge Golden State Warriors rumor uh, via Zach Lowe over at ESPN. And of course, you know, with a new day becomes a new fresh set of eyes. And, you know, is there another player that maybe the Spurs should look at or even announce at 11 if they stand pat? To do that and more, I am joined by Spurs fan. And um, I guess, uh, how can I say this, Rudy? Um, is Uber nerd, is that cool to say? Or Uber geek? Which one do you, would you prefer? Oh, man. You know, nerd has the tough the tougher sound than geek does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know him, you love him. Is Rudy Campos. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, Twitter at Sweep the League. And uh, Rudy, first of all, I want to thank you so much for the shout out you did on the Sports Time to me to start your uh, Sunday show. I appreciate that, buddy. No problem, man. No problem. Looking forward to have you on uh, a lot more times, too. Yeah, you know, and the NBA season is right around the corner. Can you believe that? I mean, it's just. I know, and we just got done with it, and now it's yeah. right around the corner. It's like right here, you know, with the draft, and then. <laughs> Boom, free agency. There's no hesitation. I think that's the report, right? The draft ends, yeah. free, free agency signings begin. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's actually kind of cool. I like it because we are coming off the basketball high, getting into football, and then basketball is just going to pick right up again. So it's exciting. It's exciting time for sports fans. You think this is going to be the norm now, you know, Christmas NBA? I Honestly, Jeff, I, I kind of hope so. Yeah, I mean, me too. It, I, I kind of like it. And then they're talking it's a 72-game season. Yeah. Um, I don't mind going from 82 to 72 yeah. at all. Yeah, I, I think sometimes the season is just way too long. But at least by the traditional midway point, maybe the three-quarter point, you kind of know already who the major players are going to be in the playoffs. You know, yeah. any way you can shorten the season down um, is great. I think a 72 – I still think 72 is too long. Um, but, mm. hey, I'll take it. I know the players probably take it, but – uh, hey, you know, basketball is coming back right around the corner. But before the ball goes up in the air to start the new season, Rudy, the Spurs got to take care of some business. And you look, the Spurs traditionally stay pat at their mm-hmm. draft picks. And maybe it was a different time because, you know, they were a dynasty. They were a powerhouse. They were still making postseason. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, those days are likely are coming to an end, barring maybe a mega trade. We'll talk about that later. But we'll go into the assumption that they're going to stick at 11. And if they okay. do that, has there been a player Rudy in your mind that has maybe fallen off your radar, maybe on your radar. If you're in that war room with the Spurs and you're there with Brian, Wright, Who are you telling them to select at number 11? You know, at, at 11, I've been sold on one player and I've been solid on one player the entire time from the beginning till coming up into the draft at the end here. Uh, it's Sadiq Bey from Villanova. I mean, he's a 3 and D type player. He can defend multiple positions. This guy, you know, it kind of fits what the Spurs are looking for. They need that solid defender, which Sadiq can bring in uh, to the Spurs organization. Now, he does have a few weaknesses. You know, it, it just seems like his steals and blocks when it comes right. to uh, keeping the ratio and stuff is not great. But again, You've got to learn. You know, they're going to teach him what better way to get an already good defender to become elite than go to the Spurs organization. He's the type of player that he's a winner, Jeff. I mean, he makes winning plays. He can score. You know, he can do all the little things that a Spurs team needs for a player to do. Mm-hmm. Where does that remind you of? It reminds you of an early edition of Kawhi Leonard, someone who does everything, just a little bit of everything. And, you know, that's the biggest knock on him. The biggest knock is that he does too much. He doesn't have one elite skill that will go into the NBA. He does a little bit of everything, which I think that's great for the Spurs. You want to concentrate on defense? Concentrate on defense. Get him a three-point shot. This kid is going to make noise from day one. 
Bay at mm-hmm. eleven. You think that's too high for him? Because there's some mocks having coming having him coming after the Spurs. Yeah, everything on the mock draft has uh, Sadiq Bay coming in right around the fourteen to twenty mark. From what I'm seeing, is it bit of a reach? You got to take this into consideration. Out of the top two, maybe three picks in this draft, every everyone is a reach in this draft. Yeah. So I think what you're doing as a team, as a general manager as well, you look at the board and just get the player that you feel will fit your system. Uh, there's been mention of a guy, Pat, uh, Williams, Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. He was in that reach there, but from what I've seen lately, he's just going way up into the draft for some reason. Yeah. But – also, I mean, that's what I'm just trying to say. Like, you know, RC, Brian Wright, all these guys, get the best player at that at the position you need. This draft, every team's going to reach at some point for somebody. This draft is just so open the air, Rudy. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised. And, you know, obviously I know Spurs fans would love it, but if a Denny Abdija falls to the Spurs or if Patrick yeah. Wise, I mean, sorry, James Wiseman uh, falls down to the Spurs range or if the reverse, Wiseman goes number one. I mean, I just yeah. think this draft is such a toss-up. Rudy, what do you think? Do you think at 11 the Spurs should be able to get a guy that will help them, or do you think the Spurs should go with the guy that will help them down the road? The way it looks lately is that they're getting players who they're going to draft and stash in Austin for the first year. That's the way it's been looking. Yeah. As far as this draft goes, you know, if if I've been kind of like playing that other guy where I'm saying, you know what, I've got 11 – I've got a couple of players. Boston has three picks. Why don't I trade that 11 pick and maybe a player to get Boston's ladder picks in the first round? That way you can still get a big man there. You can still get a solid defender in that position. You don't have to get just one player in this draft. But I think at 11, you know, the Spurs, basically they're going to grab a kid who is going to probably end up going to Austin. We all kind of know. But if they get a kid like a Sadiq Bey or even they get a kid like a Wiseman who for whatever reason, I mean, I've had him at number two the entire time. And now I've seen that he's kind of started to drop in the draft. So it mm-hmm. kind of concerns me on what's going on there. Uh, even a Denny. Now, Denny, I haven't seen him fall below a five right now on a lot of drafts and what I'm seeing. But, I mean, even if he falls, you have to take a chance on him at 11. I mean, yeah. that's like the perfect price for him. So, yeah. I think what they're looking for is they're looking for a player that can come in. And if he can contribute from day one, we may see him start on the active roster to begin the year, the starting roster. Whoever they pick at 11, Rudy, should be a contributor right then and there. I mean, exactly. 29, 30, second round, I get the whole Austin Spurs route. But mm-hmm. – Look, there's, there's a chance. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't even think a G League season is going to happen or it will happen, but in a different form. Um, as of now, I think it's off as it's of right, right now because they're trying right to figure out how yeah. it's going to work. Exactly. So as of this recording, everybody's going to come at us later on and put comments, Rudy, you know, you know, they're – you know, as of Jonas now, Clark's going to blow up our phones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jonas is going to say something, but uh, yeah, but Jonas did say that there likely is going to be a G League season. It's just a matter of how, what, when, and what shape, what form. My point is, yeah. is that number eleven, that should be a player that should give you something off the bench. Maybe not starter. I mean, unless oh, they yeah. do what they did with Kawhi Leonard and you know, uh, get to find itself a gem or what have you. But nevertheless, that person, whoever it is, should be able to contribute off that bench does do do they need some season in austin if there is a g-league season absolutely but don't stash him there mm-hmm. play him a couple games hey maybe give him a couple weeks in austin fine but then bring him back for the rest of the yeah. season it's going to be a shortened season he's going to need reps now one thing i like about yeah. bay is he's very unselfish and he's team first mm-hmm. something that the spurs value uh, and look if Bay is a part of this young crew, this building block team that we're going to see next season begin their chapter of Spurs history, I mean, the Spurs can't go wrong. I mean, he's a great compliment. He'll run with these guys. He's swift. He's quick. He'll, he'll defend multiple positions and you like that. So I don't, I'm not, not, not like the pick. I think it's a good pick, but Rudy, if I'm in that war room with the Spurs, I'm going with the guy you already mentioned, Patrick Williams. 19 years old, so he's young, so he'll definitely mesh right in with his first team immediately. And what I like about him is that he's more of defense first guy. And I think mm-hmm. the Spurs sort of like, like that you saw and I saw it, those listening right now saw it. The Spurs 
like some defense and I was messing around with um, Synergy Sports. And I was like, I'm curious, like just how good were the Spurs on the offensive end? So I looked it up and I blew my mind points per possession for the Spurs collectively. They came in tied with the Rockets and points per possession. Yeah. at, At, for number four. Okay. Turnover percentage. The Spurs valued the ball so much. They were ranked according to Synergy Sports second in the league as far as valuing the ball. So I look at those numbers. I'm like, okay, great Spurs. You take care of the ball. You get those points up there. That's great. But then I turned the page, Rudy, and I went to the defense. And um, <laughs> let's just put it this way. Repeating those numbers right now probably wouldn't be best for Spurs fans' ears right now. And I think that's where a guy like Patrick Williams come in. So, again, 19-year-old freshman out of Florida State. He averaged 14.8 points per game, 6.4 rebounds per game, 1.6 assists. And here's what I like, 1.7 blocks per game and 1.6 steals per game. 6'8", 225, at least what he listed as. That's exactly what the Spurs need right now. Yeah. I, you know, Williams is a great pick. I mean, I wouldn't be – I would not, you know, be down on that pick at all. He brings in the the automatic uh, defensive player you're looking for. Where I see the part that separates myself is, like you said, he's 19. But I think if you look at the Patrick Williams and a Sadiq Bay, who could start for you right away? Yeah, Sadiq Bay kind of gives you that option because he's not as raw on the offensive side as Patrick Williams is. So you're you're gaining defense, but you're also gaining a little bit more offense to where if you're saying, well, Patrick Williams can start now, yeah, he can, but you're going to give up some on the offensive side. So it's kind of a toss-up. Both guys really are going to yeah. pretty much be the same. Yeah, both guys are pretty much the same type of player. I mean, you're talking both of them are 6'8". I think Williams is like 10 pounds heavier you're than right. Sadiq Bay, but – Overall, it's the exact same player. Maybe just a few more ticks up on the offensive side for Bay, but you can't go wrong with either one. You know, Rudy, you're right. Uh, you look at Bay and comparing him to um, a guy like I want, Patrick Williams, it is, it's almost win-win. It, it, you look at it, Rudy, it, yes. it really is win-win. You get Bay, great. 16 points per game last season with Villanova, 4.7 rebounds per game, 2.4 assists. But Bay has the edge, Rudy. from the three-point line. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? It just, it's exactly what it says. You know, you know, shooting that percentage from three-point line, he's already got that jump shot that you want to go with Williams. He's still got to kind of develop it. And is it, is it worth taking that extra time knowing, okay, say knowing Spurs fans and Spurs want to get back into competition right now. They want to be that playoff team again right now. You're getting a player like with Sadiq Bey. Let me give you an example. Two guys he reminds me of easily. One of them is Tobias Harris. I mean, if you can add a player similar to Tobias Harris to the Spurs, you do it. Another guy was a rookie last year, Diambu from the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Another solid guy. Did everything for your team. You're getting that in both players, but with Bay, you're getting just a little bit more. You're getting the three-point shooting automatically. You're getting the scoring I think it was, what, 16.1 points per game, four rebounds a game, two assists. He shot 58% from the field. So, you know, again, you're it's just kind of where you want to be at this point. Either pick is fantastic. There's no doubt in my mind that either pick is great. I just think that it just depends on what they want. Do they want the more more, uh, polished player or do they want the more raw player to become like what they did with Kawhi? They, he was kind of raw coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have a scoring ability. You can get the same type of player out of Williams, too. Rudy, would you be mad if the Spurs announced that they're getting Patrick Williams? No, no, okay. not at all. Okay. Not at all. Okay, it sounds to me like like you would still want them to get Bay if Bay or Williams is on that board. And I bring that up is because mm-hmm. I go back to my point about it being win-win. I mean, I would not be upset if I hear Silver say Spurs get Bay. Great. Or if I hear the Spurs get Williams, great. (laughs) But in my head, in my mind, and when I look in the optics and some numbers, the Spurs need that defense, and that's where Williams come in. My concern, though, and you hit it on the head, uh, Rudy, is that he's still a kid, man, 19 years old. Yeah. Um, You know, there's going to be some growing pains, but, I mean, are we really expecting the Spurs to walk away the lone team standing after next season? No, I think you throw them in right away, whether it be Bay or Williams, Rudy. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and it's kind of like if uh, if you know the fans want to get an idea of Patrick Williams right now, you got to think it's PJ Tucker. I mean, someone who's going to come in, he's going to defend, he's going to be a really good defender, but he's going to probably be that corner spot up three guy. He's not going to do much on the offensive end until he actually develops uh, yeah. some kind of offensive game. So, I'm not. I would be a little more giddy just by by you know getting Sadiq Bay. I'd be a little more giddy. But I wouldn't be upset at all if they took Williams because, truthfully, Jeff, you and I both know we understand why they would take Williams. Yeah, you've got to stop. You know, yeah. you got to stop the other team from scoring somehow yeah. they, in they order for you to stay in games. Anybody last season? I mean, it was exactly. I was like, is this Spurs defense would happen to it, you know? And I, yeah, I get it. And there's no Kawhi. There's no, to a certain degree, Danny Green, and obviously TD is long retired, but. Um, mm-hmm. you look at the situation of the Spurs, yeah. I mean, it's if defense is what they need, well, they can get it, uh, maybe a tick better with Williams mm-hmm. versus uh Bay. Now, Rudy, you hinted at it, uh, Patrick Williams' name is starting to rise up in the ranks. Um, it is why, like, why do you think he, it's getting up there? I mean, as of right now, mocks have him way up in the top five now. Really, what it is is you're putting, you're seeing what happens when you get a kid like a Lenny Cook from back in the day who jumped out of high school, uh, even a, a Robert Swift out of high school. And I'm not calling him a high school guy because he did play a year at Florida State, but you're getting that whole thing again where we're looking at Patrick Williams. He's got the defense that every NBA team needs, and he's so raw, he could be the next big thing. Mm-hmm. So, if you're talking about Williams in the top five, you are really reaching for him at the top five. I mean, I've seen, like you said, mock drafts of having him in the top five and um, a lot of them actually yeah. is rising. But I think it's just because he's just such a raw talent and he's got that much potential that teams are willing to take that, that risk on him, which, again, great player. He's going to contribute right away. You just got to be patient with his offense. He's not going to look to score the ball, and that can be very frustrating for fans. We're talking with Rudy Campos. Follow him on Twitter um, right now. And uh, go ahead and give uh, that Twitter name, Rudy. Yeah, for Twitter, it's at Sweep the League. So just Cobra Kai reference somehow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rudy, one, one thing that I'm noticing with Mox, and I know you're probably salivating at this, is that some have – James Wiseman falling down to where the Spurs will be picking. Um, yeah. Does, and if you're in that war room, I'm probably guessing you're telling the Spurs to get Wiseman, but are you concerned that Wiseman is dropping? I am concerned on Wiseman dropping. I mean, you're talking about a kid who should have been the uh, undisputed number one pick going into this draft. I mean, he was the number one pick going into the draft before last season started and before the issues he had at Memphis for seeing that some of these mock drafts have him dropping, it kind of concerns me. I I've seen some stuff that a lot of people or a lot of teams are questioning his attitude. I mean, he's got to have a humble, he's got to eat a slice of humble pie. He's got to be, you know, the type of player that wants to come in and learn and contribute at the same time. But there's that there's, you know, there's characteristic uh, questions regarding Wiseman, but if he was to fall to 11 and you don't have to make a move to get up into the draft to get a player like Wiseman, you definitely take him. I think character issues are stuff that once you get around veterans, that mm-hmm. it'll be taken care of. So if the Spurs have a chance to get Wiseman and he falls all the way down to 11, there's no reason why Adam Silver should take more than 20 seconds <laughs> to read that name. You'll, you'll probably get up on that stage and go, excuse me, Adam, uh, let, me do, let yeah. me do the virtual <laughs> announcement right now to everybody tuning in. Um, the Spurs are going to take Wiseman and we're done. It, Rudy, one thing that, that that concerns me, though, is I – mean, maybe, maybe concern was the wrong word. Maybe the one thing that I'm just looking out for future forward is this is mm-hmm. the, one of the picks that the Spurs have had in a long time where they're near the top 10, number 11. So it's one of the highest picks they've had in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like they cannot whiff on this? Why do I feel like – I know it's a watered-down you know, uh, draft pool – but, but something is telling me the Spurs don't mess this up because you got you, this is the highest pick you've had in quite some time. I hope they're doing their homework, Rudy. Mm-hmm. They are. They really are. I mean, you're talking about a Spurs team who was able to draft Mono Ginobili second round, what, second to last pick, Tony yeah. Parker with the 29th pick. 
their draft history is it's unmeasurable. I mean, you cannot deny the type of drafts that they've had. I mean, you you are hitting it right on the head. And this is the reason why. And I, I, I feel the same way as you is because, yes, this is a watered down draft, but it's not a draft to where you're thinking, well, all these kids are not worth anything. Mm -hmm. All these kids are going to bring something to the table. You just have to figure out which kid is going to bring what you need to the table. So honestly, man, you've got guys like a LaMelo ball who's I'm seeing everywhere is tier one. He's the only pick you're going to go number one. I don't actually have LaMelo ball at that thing. I've got a kid like Killian Hayes as the best player in this draft. And it's kind of like, well, okay, you're feeling this way. I'm feeling the same way. You've got to nail it on the head in this draft. Having the 11th pick is good, but it's also bad because you could get one of those kids that is a, mm-hmm. you know, going to be a star in the league and all the signs are pointing to him to being there. Let's take a Wiseman. Wiseman falls to 11. It's the obvious pick. I mean, you need a big man. You need a youth, a young big man. You need youth. But what if he doesn't pan out? Yeah. I mean, this is a draft where you're right. You've got to cross your T's and dot your I's. You've got to know what you're getting in a player because there are no superstars here. There's just guys that are going to be stars and contributors. Are you? Well, maybe, maybe I can. Well, let me just ask. Are you surprised that Denny's name is falling? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. Hey, well, by the way, whatever happened to Toppin? Remember how all the Spurs fans were loving Toppin? That kind of cooled off, didn't it? Obi Toppin is Aaron Gordon. He's exciting. He's he's great. He's going to bring you a lot of excitement. Is he going to bring you more W's than you're getting? Probably not. He's probably not going to do that. So to see Obi falling, to see Denny falling, you know, the thing with Denny is this, and I've said it on multiple guys on Twitter that I've talked to, and I've said it before. I kind of stopped saying it because it's kind of going on deaf ears. But the thing with Denny is that, he doesn't have a lot of film tape when it comes to his struggles overseas. Everyone sees the highlights. Everyone sees this. Everyone sees that the kid is going to be great, but he's not going to be Luka Doncic. He's not going to be a Dirk Nowitzki. He's not going to be anything like that. He's going to be a contributor. He has so much to learn. People are overlooking. They see the four or five pros, but they don't see the 25 or 30 cons that come with his game. And that's what people have to understand is that he is not the type of talent that's going to come in and dominate right now. Yeah, I think they just see Euro star and they think automatically Doncic or uh, Dirk. The next big Euro star. Yeah. And here's the thing too, you know, the Locked On NBA uh, guys, our network, we did our mock recently and there was a chance of the, we're locked on Spurs, us, we could have we could have drafted Denny. I mean, he fell that far down. Seriously. Oh, wow. I was looking at the mock as it was, it was happening and pick was going by. And I'm like, Denny's name is still there. Okay. Number three passes by. Denny's name is still there. Number seven passes by. Denny's name is still there. I was like, what is going on? So if that's an indication, you know, nobody should be surprised if his name falls and could possibly land on the Spurs last. But would but here's a big question. Would you be upset if the Spurs took Denny? Even though, like, a Bay or – imagine this, Rudy. You're in that war room. You see Bay, mm-hmm. Williams, Denny's name on there, and they pick Denny. Would you be upset? I know, personally, right? Yes. Like, what do you do? Personally, <laughs> like, yes. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I would – personally, I would be upset because I've, I've followed Denny's game for about a year or two already. And, I mean – Yes, you you take him, but you're taking him based off of potential is all you're taking him on. I'd rather get the guy who I know what I'm getting right now and a Patrick Williams or a Sadiq Bey. Even even if an Obi Toppin is there at 11, I would really consider that because why? I need a big man, and I know he's athletic. I just don't know what I'm getting in Denny. I really don't. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, our thoughts on what the Spurs should do with number 11. If his name is on the board, um, Rudy Campos is saying Spurs gets a deep bay. For me, I'm going with uh, P. Will, Patrick Williams. But I, I, again, Rudy, I still say win-win. I mean, if it comes down to those two, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, win-win, great. Um, even if a oh, Nesmith yeah. is still on there, great, win-win. <laughs> uh, Denny yeah. falls fine, yeah. Wiseman fine. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give you – I think the Spurs have a second-round pick this year, right? No, they do. 
They do? Okay. Yeah. Before you go to commercial, give me one second. Nico Mannion, if he falls, that is a kid that I would love to see with the Spurs. Who is him? Nico Mannion. He's the point guard out of Arizona. Uh-huh. You want to talk about a playmaker. I understand we have DeJounte. I understand we have Derek White. But we might end up losing to Patty Mills. If you need that third point guard, I know we have Witherspoon, but a Nico Mannion in the second round, he is falling, and I cannot tell you why. I don't know. This kid has some – he's got game, like a <laughs> major game. Well, if it's any indication, Joe, from what I've been told, the Spurs are likely to get a guard at that number 41 pick in the second round. I mean, 41, you know, it'd be a project a guy, chance. but, you know, you take a chance. But, yeah, but uh, – like uh, Rudy say, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to commercial right now. But when we get back, uh, we're gonna continue our draft talk and talk about LMA, the Warriors, and that rumor that has Spurs fans going crazy right now. What what to make of it? We're gonna discuss that momentarily. Before we do that, I want to talk to you about Built Go. Built Go. Now, what is that? Built Go is basically a gel. It's an energy gel, and it gives you a five hour boost without the crash. And it's great because it's so convenient to carry in your pocket, in your briefcase, in your backpack, what have you. You need a quick boost of energy, whether you're hitting the gym or starting your work day, uh, just pop one of those. It's, it's great. I already burned through my first entire packet. It's awesome. Uh, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. Built Go has all the flavors you need uh, and get yourself a good energy boost. It pretty much, again, combines energy gel with collagen protein. So yeah, you're getting energy plus protein and it's loaded with all the good stuff too. All your essential vitamins, B6, B12, B3, et cetera, et cetera. You want to go to builtgo.com right now. Use promo code LOCKED. Get yourself 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. And as builtgo says, let's go. We're back, and I'm joined by Rudy Campos. Follow him on Twitter, at SweepTheLeague, because he truly believes that Rogue One is the GOAT over Empire Strikes Back. Is that right, Rudy? Absolutely. There's no <laughs> question. Did, did you see that um, that quick anime-ish style video that Star Wars released? Yes, I did. Uh, what it would have looked like in Vader. They showed the Vader assault on the Hoth base. That, I mean, that would have been epic. Why haven't they decided to do anime version of all the Star Wars? I mean, can you imagine the stuff that they would be able to do? With that, yes. And I argue that if that scene had been in the OG Empire Strikes Back, I think, yeah, I think it would have been GOAT because you would have had Vader in all his glory in his peak Vader on the ground handling business and you get the revelation of uh, he's being the father to Luke. In case you didn't know that, exactly. Already. You know, sorry to spoil it for you. <laughs> oh no! Now I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, that was a great scene. But uh, all right, so let's continue on discussing the Spurs and the upcoming draft. Rudy, by now everybody heard that wild rumor—not wild, but you know—it's making everybody Spurs fans at least wild uh, via mm-hmm. Zach Lowe that. Uh, there were rumblings that the Spurs and the Warriors were chit-chatting and that the, supposedly the Warriors were going to offer the Spurs the number two pick in exchange for LMA and the number 11. Spurs fans went wild. They're saying, yes, you pulled the trigger like yesterday. But, I mean, it's almost too good to be true, Rudy. Your thoughts? You know, I, <clears throat> you know, I, I can't wrap my head around it too much because I was both excited, but I was also at the same time really thinking like i don't know if that's a good move per se because i think what we're talking is lma and the 11 to golden state for draymond and the two well that was just a um um a mock trade scenario because oh, the, okay. to make the numbers okay. work no no draymond green never name was never mentioned in the uh okay. original okay. Zach okay. Lowe thing that is just okay if, if the spurs were to move forward with that how would they make okay. it work? They got to throw in somebody in there and that's how you make the money work. But um, no. Well, either I, way, yeah. LMA to the Warriors. Either way, you're getting the number two pick. So to me right there, because I've, I've seen Minnesota go with either LMLO or an Anthony Edwards. So that pretty much solidifies if the Spurs do that, they're probably going after Wiseman. There's really no, 
there's really no other person I can see them taking at two because taking anybody else besides Wiseman at that position, at that number just does not make sense. So obviously you're trading LMA, you're trading a big man. You don't have a whole lot of big men. You're looking at what probably Wiseman because he's a seven foot one. I mean, the wingspan is what seven, six. Yeah. I mean, the kid is, you know, what you're looking for. So do you trade consistency for a project? That's the question that I cannot answer. Me, I get you have LMA for one more year, but you also have the consistency. He's one of the better scoring forwards, big, well, big men, not forwards, just big men in the league. He's one of the better ones. He's one of the more consistent ones. Do you trade that away and get a Wiseman who you, again, you don't know what you're really getting at this point? We don't really know. On paper, Jeff, I say you do it because of the youth movement. You've got to get younger. You've got to get more athletic. It makes sense to make that move. If it is really going to happen, it does make sense to send LMA for that number two pick. But a part of me will have a little bit of uh, hesitance because of the consistent part. I mean, yeah, and we'll probably open it up for the Spurs. Yeah, I don't. It'd be great, and I'm all for it. I think it makes sense. Everybody wins. You know, Warriors unload um, one of their heavy uh, contracts, uh, Draymond Green. The Spurs mm-hmm. unload a guy with a heavy contract, too. The Warriors are looking for cap relief. You know, that's an expiring contract from LMA. Spurs address their need for defense. That's Draymond Green, Defensive Player of the Year, I think two times now. Um, exactly. Et cetera, et cetera. I think everybody wins in this scenario. It's just – it's almost too good to be true. I, I don't see it – where the Warriors will bust up their big three, you know, Green and Thompson and Curry. Uh, you know, Kerr's from that Spurs branch tree, Popovich, Valuing, loyalty. And I, I see that mm-hmm. kind of coming on. And, you know, when I first uh, heard it on Lowe's uh, show, my first like, what? Like, that's, that's great. That's awesome. I'm all for it. But then, yeah. you know, as Spurs fans were kind of discussing it and obviously Draymond Green's name was thrown out there just again for the numbers. And it was a trade machine thing. That's how this whole Draymond thing uh, came about. Mm-hmm. But this Spurs fans are saying Andrew Wiggins, that if their Spurs were to make a move with the Warriors, that they'll take two and uh, the player that they want to see thrown in there is Wiggins. I'm a, I don't know about Wiggins. I'm not to, doubt his offensive capability just the spurs need defense rudy and i i'm just not i wouldn't want wiggins in the deal let's put it that way you're 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 no no because okay say you have demar opt in and stay with the spurs which i i think on a side note i think he is i don't think he's going to get that kind of money anywhere else this year so definitely especially with the nba only you know having limited amount of money for the teams because of the pandemic and then not going into a 72 game season, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of money to be thrown around. So I think he opts in what you do by bringing in Wiggins is that you're really just adding the same type of player you've already got (laughs) in a DeMar DeRozan, you know, a scorer, you don't get much defense out of him where you're lacking is in the whole, the whole point at number 11 is to grab a, probably a three and D guy, someone who's going to defend you make that trade. And if it is Draymond, you bring Draymond over. There's your defender. You go and grab your big man and wise man. And I actually like that a lot better because you don't need Draymond to do a whole lot other than play defense Mm -hmm. with something that he's always, what, in the top three every single year on defensive player of the year, top three, top four, top five. I mean, that's what you need in San Antonio is you need that guy to defend. But what people don't understand is – he brings that mental tough attitude that the Spurs lack. You want to see some fire. That's what you want to see. He's, a, he's a firecracker. Yeah. He will push back on, to other teams. He will not allow other teams to get into the heads and to you know, be physical with the Spurs youth. He will be that guy that adds that firecracker attitude that we need. This is a very young team. Do you think the Spurs mm-hmm. need that kind of distraction? If he's gonna, you know, be. I think as long as yeah. Pop, I think as okay. long as Pop is coaching, he's yeah. fine. I, I I feel Pop can can control him. I mean, we're talking about Pop, who was able to, you know, kind of weather the storm with the Stephen Jackson. Yeah. I mean, he can do it. If anybody can do it, he can do it. So I really believe with Pop there, 
Uh, of course, Timmy and Becky. I mean, they can control Draymond. I don't think it's going to be that bad. Yeah, you forget uh, Timmy is, well, as of right now, an assistant coach. I don't know how that's going to shake out next season. But, yeah, um, yeah that, that, I think that's a huge thing. Yeah, I mean, if it came down to Wiggins or um, Draymond, I, I say go all Draymond if this deal mm-hmm. is um, legit. I mean, even in the show, you know, Lowe's a show that uh, he said that, you know, that it going to say would be crazy to do that. And I, I, I kind of agree with them. I, I think it's almost serving the Spurs rebuild a huge silver plate with everything they need to get back to prominence. We're given number two <laughs> and Draymond to go along with their young core already, Rudy. And yeah, yeah. I mean, so are you buying or selling? Are you buying this rumor or are you selling it? Uh, I'm actually selling it okay. because I've, because as we all know, you know, people that have covered the Spurs for a long, long time, where there's smoke with the Spurs, there's usually never fire. Exactly. So I, it just doesn't, you know, and it's to hear a big name like LMA, who we all know we want him to get traded and, you know, we, we have thoughts, okay, he's not going to come back, all this stuff. It makes sense to try to move the contract because it's last year. A lot of teams are loving that. But again, to hear big names being moved by the Spurs, it just never happens. So I'm actually just selling it. I say it's not going to happen. If it does, I probably would drop my coffee cup in the morning while I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> now, uh, even even if this rumor is true or if it pans out to be true, okay, great. Oh, fine. Bravo. Spurs get number two pick. And then it comes out, okay, what do you do with that two pick? Um, during this mock uh, locked on NBA network uh, thing we did recently, and all the results will be released uh, this week sometime. Um, and I'm not going to give away what locked on Spurs, what player the Spurs picked yet. So um, I did try to make a deal with locked on Hornets because locked on Hornets, uh, obviously they got the third, third pick. Um, they selected, I have a hard time pronouncing this guy's name, but I'm going to try Onyeko Okongwu. Okay. And I wanted the Spurs to, I, in my dream head, in my dream scenario, the Spurs somehow his name is on the board at 11 because my goodness, I mean, another defensive stalwart. What do you think about this guy? Akongwu is your ideal big man when it comes to the Spurs. I mean, you're talking, uh, if you want a comparison, you're talking like an Antonio McDyess, a Bam yeah. out of Bayou, someone who's good right around the rim. He can defend, he can score 16.2 points last, uh, last year with eight rebounds, averaged almost three blocks a game, shooting 61% from the field. I mean, this is the kid who I really, really like. I I want to say I like him as much as I do Wiseman. I just think with Wiseman, it's that, you know, it, it's just a high thing. Getting a seven-footer that's athletic is does not happen every single year. So you take advantage of that. And especially since Wiseman, you know, is young too. Uh, same thing with Akangu. I just think that Akangu is – if you don't have Wiseman, that's the guy you need to go for. If he drops to 11, they don't. Adam Silver just needs to stay on his chair <laughs> and call the pick in because there's no reason to get up. That's the kid that you really want to see in a Spurs uniform. But I just don't see it happening anywhere unless a trade is made. Could this happen, Jeff? I mean, we could maybe mention this. They are talking about the whole LMA to Golden State thing. What if Golden State takes a Kongu at two? And that's the trade for the Spurs. Okay, I'm happy. Fine, let's do it. <laughs> I, mean, I could definitely yeah. see that happening. Yeah. And another thing, too, um, the, um, the Spurs, you know, if they're at Wiseman, you know, obviously it addresses their, their biggest need right now. But Rudy, I, I don't know. I have no reason to say this or some sort of facts. It's just <laughs> the optics. Why, when I look at Wiseman, I think of, brace yourself, the whole Ottawa candy mess. That that's is, what that's I, I can see that happening. Where now, Olo Candy, for those of who do not know, he was a top pick by the Clippers back in, I think, the late 90s. And it was um, 98? 98, I think. Because it was yeah. Vince Carter's rookie year. Yeah. And uh, much hyped, much heralded, um, big man. And it didn't he was to the week of the draft, though. Yeah, he, when yeah exactly. He was hyped up. And hyped up everything and was he a bust yes did he have some serviceable years towards the end of his nba career he did i think in minnesota he was serviceable like he started to come around a little bit but it wasn't what a number one overall pick should be but nevertheless that's the vibe i get with wiseman 
Um, mm-hmm. But I'm hoping I'm wrong and the Spurs do end up landing uh, him. And again, uh, I just I just see other players that the Spurs should draft ahead of Wiseman. If mm-hmm. Wiseman's name is on the board, I see Bay, I see Williams, I see Okongwu. I'm like, man, I mean, it just that attitude. You know, if the reports are true that he has a bad attitude, then do you really yeah. think, do you think Pop can fix that? I think so. I think so. With, you know, with Wiseman, he's young, but this, the, the problem that a lot of people didn't really, uh, you know, he didn't, let me, let me square, let me get something straight with the attitude part. He's a hard worker. His character is, is fantastic. On and off the court, he works really, really hard. And he's a very, very smart player. But I think what a lot of when it comes to the attitude part is the fact of, I think when you're at that level, sometimes you don't, you're not as humble. Like, you know, you're good, Mm -hmm. but you need to, you need to get put in play. Basically people didn't get to see him at Memphis outside of what, two or three games because he got suspended for the year. And that it was a whole, you know, um, school scandal type thing where the grades or something didn't match or something like that. But it wasn't really anything attitude wise that did it. Um, but we didn't get a whole lot of Wiseman last year. All we have is his high school years. Yeah, exactly. And pretty much he's going to be a high school player coming into the draft. So yeah, you don't know. It could be an Olawa candy. I mean, we don't know. I mean, it could be a Kwame Brown. It could be maybe a Tyson Chandler who mm-hmm. is serviceable. I mean, out of all three guys that were drafted that year, Tyson Chandler was better than Eddie Curry and uh, mm-hmm. Kwame Brown. So we don't know what we're getting. I, I feel Wiseman is the obvious choice if you get that high, but I'm not sold on Wiseman. I'm sold on a Williams, a Bay. Mm. I'm not even sold on a, a Quandu right now. Um, there's really not a lot of players that I am sold on. What I am sold on is a fact of this, get the player that they need now. And if it's a Sadiq Bay, great, grab a Sadiq Bay. If it's a Patrick Williams, grab a Williams. If the Spurs are not successful next year, Jeff, I'm fine with it. I'm perfectly fine. If they are a lottery team again next year, oh, my God, that is awesome. Yeah. 2021 draft is loaded with potential MVPs, mm-hmm. superstars, and sprinkle in a few Hall of Famers. I'm hoping the Spurs play the long game, too. I really am. I, I, yes. I actually – look at this coming season as a developmental season for these young guys. Yes. And I, and I, I know I'm probably get some, uh, some, um, some pushback for this, but at the end of that season, if DeJounte Murray has blossomed or Derek white or Lonnie Walker blossom, say put them on the trade market. I'm all for that. I'm okay with that because you almost have to move one. You got to move one. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and if it, and because remember next season, uh, next off season free agent crop is insane. And it is. And if there's a sign and trade to be done with another team to get one of those free agents, for example, and whatever team X says, okay, throw Lonnie Walker in. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. That means that we're going to get a franchise piece because you're seeing some franchise players in this upcoming next offseason free agency. Yes. And I mean, the only caveat to this, Rudy, is if next season, one of these young guys just takes off you know, where they become an all-star, you know, with the amount of reps they're going to get, or, okay, this, this guy is proving that he can lead the Spurs. Then that's the only thing, but if they're just, if it's developmental and for example, just as an example, DeJounte, okay, he increases his assists per game and his points go points per game go up a tick, but he's still not that guy that's going to get you to the next level. But another guy could in free agency or a trade can happen, or there's a player in the draft that is, can take you to the next level, a franchise guy player or impact player immediately. And a draft day deal happens where they want Murray. Are you going to be okay with that, Rudy? I, yes, I am. I, you know, I, I play the, uh, when I play, you know, Madden or whatever, yeah. I'm that GM that like, if I have to trade my best player, I will. <laughs> and I feel the same way with the Spurs. I mean, everybody loves DeJounte. Everybody loves Lonnie. Everybody loves everybody. Keldon, everybody. We all love those guys. But you have to remember it's a business. If you want your business to grow and become better, you have to make sacrifices. And if you have to sacrifice, you know, a DeJounte Murray or a Lonnie Walker, 
to where you know you're going to add, you know, five, six, seven, maybe 10 wins to your, to your team, you do that. But the biggest thing is you do that for someone who is going to be committed yeah. to playing for the Santino Spurs, not a, hey, I'm borrowing you for one year or two years mm-hmm. and that's it. That does not make sense. I mean, I tell people every day, we have seen big names traded by the Spurs. They traded George Gervin, one of the faces of the franchise. Mm-hmm. They traded him. They, everybody is tradable. Everybody yeah. is tradable. I mean, yeah. your heart is with them, but at the end of the day, if it makes the team better, you've got to do it. Spurs fans that are willing to throw tomatoes at Rudy, they can do it on Twitter at Sweet the League. Uh, go and follow him on Twitter right now. When we get back, Rudy and I are going to put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs and to discuss some quick news and notes. We're back and I'm joined by Rudy Campos. Follow him on Twitter at Sweep the League. Rudy, tell us what's going on at the sports time. Man, a lot of stuff's going on. We recently had uh, Olympic uh, gold medalist Summer Sanders joined us on nice. uh, the sports time recently. That That's a boyhood dream there. I mean, growing up inside stuff, you know, figure it out on Nickelodeon, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff coming up too, man. We've had some great guests, a lot of fun. It's an hour, 10 to 11 every Sunday on 930 AM, The Answer. Rudy, you had Summer Sanders on, right? Yes. You, did, did you confess you had a crush? I did. I oh, actually Rudy. did. <laughs> <laughs> I broke the barrier. I mean, and I, I, I played it cool. I played okay. It cool. I'm, okay. I learned it from Central Catholic. We all know I played it cool. I know how to work it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go ahead and go over some uh, news and notes right here to wrap up this episode of Locked On Spurs. And Locked On Spurs recently had a uh, chance to catch up with projected second round draft pick Jordan Bowden out of Tennessee gave us a great insight of what exactly is the NBA draft process. Like, you know, the days leading up to the big night. And interesting enough, Rudy, he uh, talked about how he's met with so many teams, you know, via the Zoom and everything, that not one team brought up anything about the X's and O's about his game. Uh, What do you think about that? You know, I think it's more of, I think it's a lot the whole process is a character thing. Mm-hmm. They, they got the video on you. They know you yeah. can play. They know how good you are. They know your strengths and weaknesses. What they don't get on video is what's in your head. And that's the biggest thing that a lot of these players go through is that when they go to those interviews, they're not going to mention X's and O's. They're not going to say, oh, hey, you averaged 35 points a game last year. That's awesome. No, they're going to wonder, what are you going to do on a Friday night? Yeah. If you had this option or this option, which one are you taking? I mean, it's all mental for these guys when it comes to the draft. So hearing Jordan talk about that, you know, like how it was just pretty much, hey, let's get in your head type stuff. That's pretty that's that's a good thing to know by all the NBA teams. They're doing their homework. Like I said, they know you can play. They want to know how you think. Well, one thing he did discuss is uh the Spurs, and here's his thoughts on Manu Ginobili, uh, Rudy, check it out. Yo, man, my favorite was Ginobili, man. My favorite really? was Gin- yes, because this is the his game. You know, his the the Euro step. You know, him. He was really the first person that you know brought it to the game in the NBA that that I knew of and wanted to you know, model my game after. Just Rudy, that he pretty much won Spurs hearts right there, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. If you were <laughs> if you're a, you a prospect coming into the draft and you mentioned Manu, you're destined to be drafted <laughs> by the San Antonio Spurs. Well, uh, he he is um, he either did already or he's going to have a chat with the Spurs uh, sometime this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, Spurs have number forty one, so theoretically, you know, his name again. He's projected to be a late second rounder, so the Spurs could draft him. We shall see. Uh, what comes of that but yeah you know he's a big Ginobili fan so he scored a lot of points with the Spurs fan base uh another <laughs> a quick Spurs news and notes um are you a sneakerhead I like to consider myself one but I don't have like the huge collections okay well um the Spurs zone uh earlier today we had an article about um DeMar DeRozan and his love of sneakers. We all know he loves sneakers, but his mm-hmm. pre- preferred are the Kobe's, the Kobe lines. Obviously, as his, his yeah. childhood hero. 
But he has something interesting to say, and I get your thoughts on this. Demar said that he thinks that the Kobe sneaker line is better than the Jordan sneaker line. Your thoughts? Ooh, that's man. tough, right? I know, man. That's 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 rough. Personally, it's rough. I, I will say this much about the the lines. I've owned a lot of Jordans uh, in my lifetime, and I've owned a good amount of Kobe's as well. I love Jordan brand, but I, when I look at it overall, Kobe Kobe brand has appealed to me more because of the style of shoe. There's been a lot of Jordans that it's kind of like, man, I remember owning the pair. I don't remember what number they are, but they were the uh, the army green and the black uh, trimmed Jordans. And I knew I was like, man, I got to have those. And when I got them and I was like, ah, I don't even like these. I mean, Kobe's, I've actually, I mean, I've had, I love the Kobe's. I mean, all of them that have come out. So I can see why DeMar would say that. I think Jordan is just such a big name and it's like, it it's is iconic. sneaker. Yeah. Yeah. It's so iconic. It is the sneaker to own, but there's a lot more Kobe's that I would prefer over Jordan. So I'm sorry for saying that to the goat. You're still my goat and you still got some of the better shoes, but I think Kobe's got, you know, a good amount of shoes that I would prefer more. There you go. All right. Those are our thoughts on some quick Spurs news and notes, but we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs and that number 11 pick? Uh, is it Bay? Is it Williams? Is somebody else that really, Rudy and I don't even, haven't even have on our radar that we should. And also, what do you think about this LMA, Golden State Warrior rumor? You buying or selling? We want to hear from you. You can uh, chat with Rudy on Twitter at Sweep the League. And you can uh, also follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone News for San Antonio and Fox Marine 9 SanAntonio.com. Subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Rudy, one more time, tell us about um, Sports Time and uh, we'll let you go, buddy. Yeah, Sports Time. It's every Sunday from 10 to 11 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Just We have a great time. Uh, we've got a, actually a special guest coming up this week that we're going to announce, I believe, on Wednesday or Thursday. So just just keep on. If you want to call in, call in. We have a lot of fun every single Sunday. Yeah, and um, it, it, y'all have other ways to listen. It's not You don't have to be in San Antonio. I think people don't understand that, right? Yeah. You don't have to be. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, we go live on Facebook and Twitter uh, for the show, so you can catch us on Facebook and Twitter. Also, the iHeart app. You can actually listen to us live from the iHeart app. Go to the 9.30 a.m. Uh, answer website. You can listen live there. If you can't make it, hey, no problem. Our podcast is always released that afternoon on Spotify and everywhere else where podcasts are available. There you go. Make sure to do that ASAP. So for Rudy Campos, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs. <laughs>